Hello, hello. Welcome to Girl Stand Up. I'm your host, Shay, where we talk all things manifestation and motivation. Wow, guys, isn't it insane? We made it to our 20th episode of season one. And I'm actually going to make this the season finale because, well, I'm going on vacation. All right. It's been a year and I just, I need some time to myself. You know what I mean? It's been such an interesting year for me and I was finally able to go ahead and book a flight because I had a flight credit and yeah so I'll be out of the states I'll be in Vegas for a few days next week um so yeah I'm excited about it now today's topic let's talk about it limiting beliefs limiting beliefs I'm making another episode on this, right? Because I ran across this comment earlier today on Instagram. So for those of you who don't know, for those of you who are new here, I am a hairdresser as well as a manifestation consultant, obviously. So with both of my jobs, I have to make sure that my mental is okay. Because when it's not, I can't expect good things to come into my businesses, right? So the video that I was looking at was about pricing. What's your quote unquote scary number as a hairdresser? Is it $200, $400, $600? Basically, what's a number that scares the living shit out of you to charge people, okay? Now, depending on your relationship with money, you're gonna have different answers, right? As hairdressers, we don't want to necessarily pocket watch but the reality of it is we kind of do we do and we become emotionally attached to our clientele we become people who charge based on how we feel and not in a greedy way but in a oh my god I feel so sorry for this individual kind of way so what's the scary number for you now I went through the comments because Once upon a time, a scary number for me was anything over $200. And this was back in like 2019. I was working for a company and what I tend to notice was anytime somebody was charging their client over $200, we were likely going to have them come back in because they were going to call back, try to get a refund, get upset because of this, that, and the third. That was usually what would happen. If we charged over $200 for a service, there was a great possibility somebody was going to try to complain about something. So since then, I have doubled, almost tripled <laughs> the pricing that my salon was charging back then. And one of the comments was saying, you know, exactly what my thought process was back then. She said, anytime we charge over $300, I feel like people don't think it's worth it. So let me explain to you why I disagree. I have a few different reasons on why I disagree with that. The first reason being, honestly, when you come to me now, you're probably spending at minimum $300 with me. And the maximum amount that I have charged for services is roughly around 750, I believe for a service. 
and this could be extensions this could be fashion colors whatever the case may be but i charge some pretty big numbers right one of my lightning services is now almost 500 dollars off rip and see the thing is with these higher ticket services when you pitch it as okay well you could spend the 500 dollars today but you won't have to see me for another year so it's like Spending $500 on your hair per year sounds a lot better than the two grand you'll be spending with me for the year because you have to keep coming back in to see me, right? So it's like, the math is mathing. Girl math, hairdresser math, whatever you want to call it. Either way, <clears throat> either way, the math is mathing to me. So to see that comment, of course, it does not resonate with me because I'm charging people out the ass. And it just is what it is. Like, I live in a high cost of living city and so do my girls, right? So they already know the deal. They already know that as far as my pricing goes, I'm actually very competitively priced. I'm not the highest in the area, but I'm damn sure not the lowest in the area. I'm like a good middle. But that comment triggered me to record this episode because there are so many people with that same limiting belief in their business. And not just their business, but anything in life, right? Their love lives and social lives and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anything money related, people get a little scared. People get a little fidgety. People get a little anxious about how much money they're spending. And if you're a business owner, okay, if you are listening to this and you are a business owner or you are someone who wants to have a business, I am always the first to tell people that it's ghetto. <laughs> I am always the first to tell people, no, you don't. You don't actually want to start a business, I promise. <laughs> but with anything in life, you just have to choose your hard. Choose your favorite flavor of stupid. You can either work for someone else and support their dreams and goals in life and aspirations, or you could work for yourself and try to build your own empire, whatever that looks like for you. Some people have a dream of going and starting a business, having a ton of people working under them and expanding all over the country or international. Some people have that dream. And then there's people like me who... Honestly, I don't want people working for me. I don't want people to depend on me. I would prefer to do most things by myself. Now, of course, they say if you want to make more money, that means you need to have a team. And I agree with that completely. But as far as having like hairdressers under me or creating a bigger company with what I'm doing right now and having a bunch of other manifestation consultants under me, who are teaching the same things that I'm teaching to you all. I don't want that. I just don't. Is it more money? Sure. But more money, more problems, right? And when I say more problems, I just mean more stress, at least in my world. That's a belief system that I have. But that doesn't have to be true for you, right? So again, speaking on those limiting beliefs, the problem is people have these belief systems and the reason why you have it, it's not even necessarily because you want to believe that. Sometimes it's because of how we grew up. 
A lot of times it's because of how we grew up. A lot of our limiting belief systems stem from our parents and their anxiety because they want to protect us. I realized I had a very interesting relationship with money the minute that I moved out. I realized how interesting the mentality that I had was. I realized that I was doing a lot of things subconsciously from a lack mindset. For example, you know how growing up, our parents always told us to eat all our food because there are, you know, children starving in other countries or, or, you know, they taught us to eat all of our food because there are children starving in Africa or just simply because you don't want to waste money. And when you really think about it, nowadays, nowadays, if I'm not hungry, I'm just going to stop eating. I'm not going to keep shoving food into my body just because someone else is starving. There are people starving everywhere. And honestly, when it comes to like boxing up food or whatever, when it comes to taking food home, boxing it up, I honestly don't do that. Not as often as I used to. If I'm eating food at a restaurant and I don't think I'm going to want to finish it when I get home, I just don't take it with me. And you might be asking why that is. And it's because, well, I'm not going to look at it as I'm wasting money. If I don't want it, I don't want it. I realized that I was saving food because I didn't want to feel like I was quote unquote wasting money. So I was saving my food from a mindset of lack, from a place of lack. I don't have money to waste, right? But what if I started to think, yes, I do. Yes, I do have money to quote unquote waste. And honestly, if you paid for food and the food was good and it did its job for you, then was it actually a waste of money? Because the reality is, even if you have some leftover food on that plate, it's going to be gone regardless of if you eat it or throw it away. So if it fed you, if it made you full, if it made you happy, didn't it do its job? That's not a waste of money. A waste of money is when you buy some food that you don't like, <laughs> in my opinion. But even with that, money, we circulate money, right? So money is not something that we should look at as, oh, you know, you're wasting your money if you're doing X, Y, and Z. Like the word waste, the word waste is so subjective. People could argue that, oh, you're wasting money on rent, right? Renting a place. That's, that's the argument, right? That's the argument that people like to shove down our throats. Oh, you should buy a house because you're quote unquote wasting money by spending your money on rent, spending your money with a landlord, da, da 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 If you have a roof over your head, it's not a waste of money. It's not. And there are several reasons why some people don't want to buy a house. And one of those reasons could be, you know, a really big one that's happening in our economy right now where people can't afford <laughs> to buy a house, right? People are in situations right now, circumstances right now where they can't really afford a freaking house. So they rent. And now we're getting in a space where people can't even afford rent. 
it's a really, really slippery slope. It's a very tricky situation. And I don't think it's fair to say that to people. Because if the money that you spent allowed you to buy something and that something did something for you, if it benefited you in some way, shape, or form, then no, it's not a waste of money. Get rid of that limiting belief system of you are wasting money on stuff. No, you're not. That's why people are in fucked up positions now. And listen, girly pops, (laughs) let's talk about love for a second because a lot of women hate wasting their time. We hate wasting our time with a guy that we think is so wonderful because there are a lot of girls here who want to get married, right? Or maybe you don't want to get married, but maybe you want kids. Or maybe you just want a partner that you get along with. And so when things don't work out, you feel like, oh, I wasted my time. You've known somebody for one to three months and they ghost you and now it's, oh, they wasted my time. Maybe your goal is marriage and you break up after a year or two and, oh, I wasted my time. Stop looking at it like that. You didn't, quote unquote, waste your time. If that person gave you something, if that person gave you the love that you felt like you needed, if that person, you know, quote unquote, spoiled you in whatever ways that you like to be spoiled, if that person allowed you to grow, if that person taught you something, whether it's about life, money, you, whatever the case may be, if that person benefited you in a positive way, then no, it was not a waste of time. And when things end within a relationship, hopefully you can say you learned something about yourself. Because if you didn't learn anything from that relationship, if you didn't learn anything about the men that you like or anything about you and what you like, then you wasted your own time and you need to do some self-reflecting. Stop trying to jump into another relationship. You don't even know who you are. And we also have to keep in mind that time is something that humans created to piss each other off. Like, let's be real. (laughs) Time doesn't even actually exist. That's why we tell you that there are several different realities in the quantum realm. There are several different versions of you that have everything that you want. The money, the fame if you want fame, the love, the resources. There are so many different versions of you that have everything that you're looking for, but you have to align with that version of you. And aligning with that version of you means getting rid of the limiting beliefs that you have. See, we've been lied to for a very long time. They always told us the sky is the limit. No, it's not. Don't tell me the sky is the limit when we allegedly walked on the moon. You can have the things that you want in this life, but you have to believe that you can have it first. I don't know how many times I got to say that, but (laughs) the more I say it, hopefully the more you're going to get it. And I'm not here to dog on anybody, okay? Because again, the limiting beliefs typically start at home with your immediate family, whoever that may be. And, you know, when you have goals, when you grow up and you have these dreams, these goals, these aspirations, all these things that you want to do, 
I talked about this a few episodes back, but you have to be very careful with who you tell this information to. Very, very careful. Because people think so low of themselves, and this is why self-concept is important, right? People think so low of themselves that they start to project it onto you. And you can tell them, yeah, I want to be a multimillionaire. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to do this career. I want to start this type of business. And you tell them these things and you know what they do? What do they do? They tell you, oh, well, you should do something else. You should be more realistic. You should do this, that, and the third. Well, maybe you shouldn't do this that way. You should do something else. They do this because they don't think they could do it. See, when you tell your dreams to people who are already accomplishing the stuff that you want to do, you know what they're going to do? They're going to tell you do it. They're going to tell you, okay, well, let me teach you what I did wrong so you don't have to do it that way. You know, they might give you the cons to what they're doing. They might if they care. If they care and they genuinely support you, they're going to tell you the downside to the dreams, right? But they'll still tell you, you can fucking do it. They'll still encourage you to make that leap. And I want you to ask yourself, the people who are telling you, like if you're in a position right now where you have friends and family telling you that you can't do something, that you shouldn't do something, that you know you should be quote unquote more realistic, that you you know shouldn't do the things that you want to do. If you are in that position right now, I want you to ask yourself, would you switch places with anybody telling you don't do it? Would you? Look at their lives in every way, shape, and form. Would you switch places with them? Because if the answer is no, they're probably not the people you need to listen to. And let me say, listen, I love my family. I love my family. I love my parents. But there are certain things that I want to do that I know I can't say to them because they don't get it. I can't tell them the goals that I have with either of my businesses, not because they wouldn't be happy for me. Of course they would. They're my parents. But because I don't have the time to sit around and listen to, oh, well, maybe you should do X, Y, and Z because that sounds like too big of an idea. You get what I'm saying? I don't want to tell people about things that they've never done. Unless I know they can help me, unless I know that they're going to genuinely be supportive of what I have going on. No, I, I don't want to. I don't want to tell people about things that I want to do. I don't need people to project their own insecurities and their own limiting belief systems and their own self-doubt onto me. And changing the belief systems has helped me so much over this past month. Because remember a month ago when I told y'all that I got laid off by my other job? Yeah, so let me update you. Since then, I have moved my salon had the money for it some way somehow i have a really crazy bill that i gotta pay by the end of this week and you know it's really insane i'm gonna have the money for it i technically have the money for it 
this week is actually about to be one of the best weeks of this entire year for me. Which is insane. Because around this time last year, I wasn't making any of these numbers. Around this time last year, I wasn't able to go on vacation. But I decided to go ahead and change the way that I saw things. And now everything that I see has been changing. I decided to go ahead and start believing something different, telling myself a different story about my circumstances because I'm like, all right, God don't want me to work for other people. So I got to make this work. So I'm going to just do what feels good now. And we could blame that on my human design. I'm a manifesting generator. <laughs> so now I'm just doing things that feels good to me. And it doesn't have to make logical sense. It doesn't have to make logical sense to me or anybody else. Because anytime I do something that makes logical sense, it just doesn't go right. Every single time, without fail. I'm taking it upon myself to form new beliefs. And for this very last episode, I challenge you to also take it upon yourself to form new belief systems. And if you are unsure how to do that, I highly recommend getting the Art of Embodiment workbook. It's on my stand page. I will also link that in the description below. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's gotten some girlies some good money in 24 hours or less. It has allowed me to have the week that I'm having right now. The reason I created the Art of Embodiment is because I was passionate about this subject and I know what I'm talking about. There are people less qualified making more than me. There are people less qualified who have created whole communities, which is exactly what I wanted to do. And I'm not intimidated by these people. These are my colleagues now. But I created the workbook for a reason. So if you are finally ready to get rid of your limiting belief systems, if you are finally ready to stop being a fucking victim to your circumstances, if you are finally ready to say, you know what, I'm ready for a fucking change. I'm ready to do a complete 180. Listen, it's holiday season now. We're about to enter a whole new year with new possibilities. And I'm going to tell y'all the same thing that I told my girlfriends after New Year's Day hits, we are never speaking of this year ever again. <laughs> so if you have had a really crazy, interesting year the way that I have, go ahead and get that workbook. Stop playing. Just stop playing. Next year, I challenge you, but even starting now, for this last episode, I challenge you to start telling yourself a different story. Start telling yourself something new, something different. Start telling yourself that you're going to be okay. Because when you relax, you can receive. So I wanted to say one more thank you for listening to this whole podcast, this first season. I'll probably start season two either next month or in January. One of the two depends on how I'm feeling. If you are not following me on Instagram or the TikTok, you can go ahead and follow me. My TikTok is at X Shay Latte, that's Chai Latte with an E. <laughs> or on my Instagram at 
Shea Latte. And that is a wrap for this season. I'll see you guys in season two. Later.